0: Hello and welcome to Punt Counterpunt, Magic the Gathering Discourse with a three-character limit. Today, Nelson and Wheeler lend their galaxy brains to a topic near and dear to the heart of everyone who loves to argue. Which commander makes deck go boom-boom best? First up, we must choose between two record-breakingly thick lads. How many cascade triggers is not enough. Nelson weighs in on the side of Apex Devastator, while Wheeler dares to wander the maelstrom. Nelson.
1: Yo, check this out. They made a 10 mana cost, 10 power, 10 toughness creature, and it even has cascade four times as a bonus. So any deck that you play that's got a bunch of cool stuff you like to cast, you can just cascade into it after already fulfilling your main mission of casting a 10-10 creature. Maybe you'll cascade into like Crawworm, or maybe you'll cascade into a Gilly Fark Druid. You never know. Just put some fun stuff in your deck and then get a 1010 on the board. People will be scared of you.
2: Cascade is a random mechanic, but we can manipulate this randomness. With my Maelstrom Wanderer deck, I have it down to a fine art. I have a mathematical solution to going from 8 mana from my commander all the way down to 0 for a Summoner's Pact in case I accidentally cascade into Bring to Light so I can still have an option to find my Bounding Crisis. Because, of course, I'll hit a kiki key on the first cascade. I think we all know that'll happen. I've mapped out every possible conclusion and... Get, your Apex Devastator does not have a home. Uh, I mean, for optimal play, you should aim to, you know.
1: Wait, wait, what if I just cascade into like Deranged Hermit and then a Gruel Rage Beast, Hornet Queen, finally, Crater Hoof Behemoth, right? We're just death touching your creatures all over the place and we're attacking with trample.
2: No, you're just naming random creatures. That's not how this works. No, you only need two. (laughs) Why do you get four cascade triggers?
1: Yeah, it's a 10-10.
0: So as you can see, both sides have some strong arguments. Maybe you would like to have a strong argument in the chat. Don't. Instead, come with us to the Thunderdome of the Mind, where we will debate who is the better baron. Wheeler will be arguing for the new hotness, Sengir the Dark Baron. And on the side of old and not busted enough, we have Nelson stumping for the original Sengir. Wheeler, go ahead.
2: Sengir triggering off any creature, you know, and not just your own, and putting two counters on the card is absurd. This card gets out of hand very quickly flying is great you know evasive and all for six mana and that's not even covering its ability whenever another player loses the game think about how much life you're going to gain off this card you know as far as legendary vampires go this is one of the biggest we've ever seen but also just one of the best
1: I'm glad you mentioned 2 plus 1 plus 1 counters because my boy from back in the day Baron Sengir offers you a plus 2 plus 2 counter. Any time a creature is put into the graveyard the same turn Baron Sengir damaged it. That's why our good friend, the eight mana summon legend with five power and five toughness and flying was included in several pro tour decks that were forced into playing some cards from homelands. Let's face it, you're only allowed to play four copies of Serrated Arrows, and sometimes you've just got to put in a certain number of cards from each set. Five is one quarter of a typical Game of Magic's life total. And this creature just screams beat down. We like to attack with Baron Sangir. Maybe we have to wait until turn nine to do it, but it's worth the price. What? Eight mana? 1995.
2: What is a plus two plus two counter? Why do you have to tap it to use its ability? Well, sometimes you
1: need to regenerate another vampire. Not this one, though. It's a legend. Did you say you had to play cards from homelands? The rules for deck building have changed quite a bit over the years.
2: Oh, I don't feel so good.
0: Fuck up, Wheeler. We're only halfway through. Let's move on from minor nobility to the literal monarchs of this format. Which of these cards is playing chess and which of them is only playing checkers? Serving in the court of King Brago, we have Nelson. While Wheeler is whispering secrets into the ear of Queen Marchesa. Cheesy! Wheeler, please go ahead.
2: I I mean like, we all know how this ends, right? All hail, King Brago. Nah, like, canonically.
1: What do you want except to exile your permanents and then bring them back into play? Everybody loves blinking, right? I mean. And the king's gonna give you the blink. He's got that good, good Thragtus coming in and out of play. If you're in a band deck with Tulane... Come on. I mean, I don't know if you want me.
2: Don't make me do it, you know?
1: Maybe we're just blue-white. That's fine, too. We got the lumbering battle knot in there now.
2: Don't make me call Kaya.
1: You wouldn't.
2: You want me to call Kaya? I can call Kaya. I might call Kaya.
1: I'm out. I'm out. Shut it down.
0: Normally, we don't end up coming to a consensus so quickly on this program. But Brago's dead, so why do we care what he thinks anyhow? Moving on to something we do care about. Colorless commanders. Cheap or expensive? Which is better? Thrifty Nelson is saving his mana with Rograk, son of Rogoch. And Wheeler is living high on the hog, casting Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn. Nelson, go ahead.
1: OK, right here, we got this brand new, beautiful Memnite. It's got first strike, it's got menace, it's legendary. It can be your commander. You can put any number of mana ramping artifacts and other powerful stuff you want to do in commander. And you can even put lots of great equipments on them because most of them are colorless. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to have a great game plan. You're going getting lots of early beats. You're going to win with commander damage against multiple players.
2: Power. You think you know what that word means but anything that comes to your mind can't possibly match Emrakul. Even calling Emrakul powerful is a disservice. We simply cannot comprehend something so devastating, so all-encompassing, something that consumes everything, everything in its path, every waking hour, Nothing can combat Emrakul. There is nothing that could stand up to the dominance of Emrakul the Aeon Torn. It's impossible.
0: Wheeler, you bring up an excellent point there. Nothing can contend with Emrakul, which is why it's banned. Could you choose a replacement, please?
2: Oh, uh, Emrakul the promised end. Good enough. Uh, Anyways... You can't possibly understand how slightly less powerful this card is.
1: Ah, come on. We can deal with Emrakul, the promised end. Our zero mana is clearly the superior colorless commander in this argument between two powerful legends.
0: I'm going to stop you there because now I've started to pay attention to what both of you are saying, and this card has red color identity. Nelson, could you please choose another commander?
1: Yes, I'd like to sub in Hope of Girapur, the cheapest colorless commander available to play that hasn't been banned as far as I know. And you know what? It's still pretty good. It wears equipment well. It's got haste. It's got flying. We can do lots of good things with this. We're going to get in there and we're going to smash this Emrakul deck long before we ever need to worry about the commander hitting the battlefield.
2: Uh, wait a minute. Hope of Girapur's from Kaladesh.
1: And Emrakul, I guess, is kind of from Innistrad now by way of Zendikar.
2: So if neither of these cards are from Commander Legends, we should probably argue about cards that are much better than uh, anything that we've talked about already.
1: Well, I'm going to smash you with my Azuri Renegade leader deck.
2: And of course, I'll take the side of Urza, Lord High Artificer. Now, clearly-
1: How dare you try to artifact ramp me harder than I'm elf ramping you!
2: Your elves can't match the mana acceleration of my powerful shiny rock.
1: My density combo plan has a backup of just attacking with mana dorks.
2: laughs in the face of any elf of Lanowar, Finhorn or otherwise. I'm gonna mulligan better than you. Unbend Larian Academy or I will send a postcard to Wizard.
0: <laughs> Moving on to our final matchup in this program that is airing as part of the Commander Legends pre-pre-release. I will remind both of you. Let us mercifully conclude with the classic race between the tortoise and the hare. Who will suffer a debilitating cramp and be unable to continue? Putting his mouth on the line for our Kilos lagoon mystic, we have Nelson. While Wheeler has got to go fast with Quain, itinerant meddler. Go ahead, Nelson.
1: Listen, Commander isn't about speed. What you want to do mm-hmm. is develop your board. Develop your mana. Okay. The path to victory is shutting down your opponents while <sighs> it's doing my turn yet? degenerate things yourself.
2: Yep, no, it's okay, it's my turn yet.
1: Also, these are the best colors to play. Yep. You wanna start off with a growth spiral. Okay. Maybe a spring leaf drum. That'll work well with my abilities. I mean,
2: yeah, I'd have the disenchant. Get camp, but... your
1: Simic Growth Chamber down. Okay, Wasteland's a card. And then Summer Bloom. Okay. Replay the Growth Chamber a bunch. Well, I mean, there was a Wasteland, but... Scape Shift. Yep. Field of the Dead.
0: Okay, I'm going to let Wheeler have a turn now, otherwise he's going to chew through his microphone cord if I don't.
2: Great. Uh, my turn? Blade of Cells. Is it my turn? Am I going? Helm of the Hose.
0: Yes, please go.
2: Great. So... I mean, I'm going to be drawing extra cards each turn uh, anytime I actually tap this. I mean, you get to draw extra cards too, but that's fine because I'm going to be drawing cards, getting some life when I draw cards. And even if, you know, you draw something to deal more damage to me off the cards that you draw from me drawing cards, I'm still drawing the cards and getting the life, meaning that the cards that you draw aren't going to matter. And like what, you're going to combo me through all this? Like I'm going to draw extra cards. These extra cards, I'm going to be able to deal with whatever you're doing, answer whatever you're doing. I mean, I already have it. I still have all these. Like, have you seen the cards in my hand? You haven't because I'm, I mean, maybe you have because I've cast them, but I'm drawing cards i can't cast them all i mean i look i'm gonna gain some life this is what my deck's designed to do it doesn't take much i'm gonna just get ahead of the game i'm gonna have all these things going and i'm gonna be so infinitely far ahead when i draw cards i'm gonna tap cards draw cards so infinitely far ahead that when you know when i have these i'm gonna be so far ahead that, uh, when i have these cards i can, i could sit back and uh, take a break and...
1: eventually you'll find your fast bond then you just need your Kazandu Nectar Pot. You're going to want to get a Scholar of the Ages in there at some point, along with an upheaval.
2: Oh, oh fast upheaval's banned. Upheaval's banned. Huts. <laughs>
1: Maybe a sunder's good enough for an exploration. You'll just want some way to make a lot of mana, and then you can Walking Ballista your opponent's with confidence because all of their stuff is tapped.
2: But it's a rabbit commander. I mean it's I've been waiting like my entire magic career for this. It's a it's a legendary rabbit, right? So it's better. Uh
1: yes, my good friend of course. That is more important. So it much. wins? You win this round. Yeah,
2: cuz it's a rabbit. <clears throat>
0: Well, there you have it. Absolutely conclusive arguments about what you should be playing in Commander, the format where you should just play what you like, unless what you like is expropriate. I've been your host, Kathleen. Joining me as always were Nelson and Wheeler. This has been Punt Counterpunt.